Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to mini episode 304 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 20th of July, 2023. And story number one comes from Lee. While I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a spooky bitch, I do enjoy stories about the supernatural and things we can't explain. I am a firm believer that spirits exist. Although not nearly as numerous as some horror movies would have us believe and that our world is inhabited by forest and land spirits and all manner of things beyond our understanding. I live in Newfoundland in Canada, a place I like to call Ireland Light. Many of our European settlers came from Ireland and they brought their culture and beliefs with them. And so I grew up hearing stories about creatures in the woods and learning things like if you put your shirt on backwards when you're getting dressed in the morning, it means you're going to have an encounter with the fair folk, so be prepared. I've had several encounters with things I would call spirits, and I've heard stories from people in my town who have also encountered such creatures. I've heard stories about toddlers who have vanished on the marshes during spring and not been found until the next morning, alive and well, despite there having been a freezing blizzard that night. The child usually tells a story about the beautiful women who found them and kept them warm and fed them oranges and honey until they were found. The story I want to share with you today is a personal experience that I had, but it's not a horror story, it's just the opposite a story of protection and caring and family love. When I was in my early 20s, I'm 49 now, I had a part-time job at a local radio station about a half-hour drive from my home, over a dark highway with no streetlights. The road cuts through marsh and forest and bog. In the winter, and it was winter, the night falls early. Around 5pm, it's black as ink outside and you only have your headlights to see. There are places where it's always windy and in the winter you can have bad whiteouts where you can't see anything, only the white snow swirling amidst the blackness and all you can do is stop the car and wait for it to pass and pray that no idiot is barreling along and is going to rear-end you, driving you into the marsh. When I left for my work that day, the weather wasn't that bad, but a storm came up and by the time I was ready to leave the blizzard was in full effect. I hadn't had my driver's license for very long, only a few years, and I wasn't comfortable with driving in the winter at all, let alone during a blizzard. I was driving my father's massive Suburban, so at least I was basically driving a tank, but I was still very frightened. 
This was back well before cell phones or anything like that. So I used the radio station's landline to call home and let my father know that I was leaving, so he'd know when to expect me. After hanging up, I closed up the radio station, I was the only one working there by that time of night, brushed the snow off the vehicle, got in, started her up and started home. Now when I say I wasn't comfortable driving in the winter, I don't mean I wasn't comfortable driving at all. I live in a small town where if you want groceries or clothing or you want to watch a movie or do anything at all, you have to drive to the next town over. So I was very familiar with the layout of the road home. I knew every twist and turn on the highway. Sometimes driving was almost automatic, without me really thinking about it. I was taking the turn off into my town when I thought to myself, I wish the guy in the back seat would say something. It might calm my nerves. And right on the heels of that was the thought, there's somebody in the back seat. There hadn't been anyone in the back seat when I had left, and I suddenly realised that I was turning onto the road towards my town without having any memory of getting there. The last thing I could remember was leaving the parking lot of the radio station. It was as if I had somehow been magically transported from the radio station to the town's turn-off. I slowed down as safely as I was able to and turned around, looking to see who was in the back seat and there was no one. The car was empty. But I could remember in little bits and pieces that the trip home, what I could remember of it, seeing a silhouette of a man's head and shoulders in the back seat on the passenger side. Dad's Suburban was so big that you could easily see someone sitting on the passenger side, even in the back. And even to this day, I can remember the outline of a man's head and shoulders sitting back there. I can't see any detail. No hair colour, no hairstyle, whether he wore a hat or not, but he was there. And whoever he was, I sensed that he was family. My maternal grandfather passed away long before I was born. I never got to meet him. But I always sort of felt a connection to him because out of all the grandchildren, I was the only one who wanted to go into the military. And he had served during World War II. He loved the forest, as I do, and my mother used to tell me when I was a child that he would have had a very strong bond with me because of what we had in common. She used to say that he'd have been able to teach me to track animals and show me how to make snares and the like. Even though I don't like to hunt for sport, I do believe hunting is okay if you need the meat and he was a very responsible hunter. He never took a shot if he thought there was a chance he might miss and if he wounded an animal, he would chase it and put it down as quickly as possible so that it wouldn't suffer. My mother always said that she wished he could have met me, and I know that I always wish I could have met him as well. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but to this day I still believe wholeheartedly that on that terrible night my grandfather rode home with me to keep me calm, ensured that the trip didn't frighten me too much, maybe even watched over me to make sure I wasn't in an accident and he only left when I reached the familiar area of the turn-off to my town, knowing I'd be alright from there on in. Sometimes ghost stories bring comfort, peace and love. Newfoundland is one of the places that is on my list to visit, and I really hope I've pronounced that in the way that people from Newfoundland say it, because I know that you guys don't say Newfoundland, whereas I would say Newfoundland, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I've gotten it wrong on both counts. I didn't realise the Newfoundland Irish connection until I went to see the musical Come From Away, which is about all of the um, planes that were diverted to a little town in Newfoundland after 9-11. 
and uh, it was really good. Great musical, loved it. And but when the when the um, actors started talking, I was like, why does everybody have Irish accents? That's so weird. I just couldn't get my head around why everyone had Irish accents. And then as it turns out that the, the newfoundland accent is interspersed with elements of the Irish accent because of the amount of Irish people that moved over and settled in Newfoundland. And I watched a TikTok recently of like sayings in Newfoundland. So it was a person who went to different people, I don't know, in their area, in their family, in their business, whatever it was, and was like, what's your favourite Newfoundland saying? And a lot of them were Irish sayings or, or sayings that were reminiscent of Irish sayings. And it really blew my mind. I was fascinated by the whole thing. But that also means that you get a lot of things like fairy lore and stuff that travels over with the people who settled in that area. I cannot even imagine what it's like to drive in those conditions. I know that in places where where, where there's cold winters, like Newfoundland, that the people are more prepared. They're more um, used to driving in those kind of conditions. But like, the fear of driving and then suddenly you're in a whiteout and you have to just stop and wait for it to pass and god it must be so terrifying i remember many years ago when i first started driving when i first passed my test i uh, was driving in ireland during a really cold winter and it was absolute i was just petrified because i was so inexperienced and it was terrifying driving on ice and snow it was horrible i love the fact that your brain went oh god i wish that guy would talk to me that's in the back seat of the car. It might calm my nerves. And then went, oh God, there's a guy in the back seat of the car. Obviously, instinctually, this man wasn't scary or this presence, whatever it was, wasn't scary because it didn't set off all your alarm systems in your body. Instead of your body being like, there's somebody in the back seat of the car. This is really dangerous. Your body went, oh, there's somebody in the back seat of the car. So why isn't he like bringing me comfort? And you know what? You made it home safe and sound. You know, if there's anything that we've learned from this podcast, it's that people generations that have gone before us make it a, make it make it their their business to look out for us you know and look after us and make sure that we're okay and i really do believe that's what happened here that your grandfather is obviously would have been some sort of kindred spirit with you and then made sure that you were safe on the drive home and clearly he did a good job because you got a home safe and sound I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And story number two comes from Kimberly. I have my own ghost who haunts me. I named them Samantha and they got angry and started throwing things around the room. I asked if they were a man and they stopped, so I called him Terence, which he seems happy with. 
The only time anyone else has had any interaction with Terence was when I had a lodger. He came home from work and heard me snoring. He looked down the corridor and could see me in bed as I had left my bedroom door open by mistake. He crept down the hallway and looked in to see if I was asleep or just doom scrolling and I was asleep. He gently shut the door so he wouldn't disturb me moving around the house. Five minutes later, I walked through the front door. The look on his face was something I have never been able to describe. Pure fear and confusion. He babbled that I was in bed a minute ago and ran to my room to find my bed completely flat and empty and the door already open even though he had closed it. I just told him that Terence loves to play jokes and it means that he likes him. That didn't comfort him much. I have a short story about the school that I went to in my town. It is very short but we loved it as kids. There was a portrait of Maria Heathcote that was hung in the reception area of Devizes School in Wiltshire. It was donated by a distant relative of Maria in the 1970s. She lived in the manor in the mid to late 1700s. The story that was around when I was at school was that Maria inherited the manor from her father and was forced to marry a horrible man who basically ignored her and wanted her only for an heir and her money. Unfortunately, an heir never appeared and he ignored her even more, sleeping in separate bedrooms and living separate lives. She, however, was in love with a gardener, whom she carried on an affair with throughout her marriage. He was loving and attentive and treated her like a queen. He gave her someone to talk to on her walks in the morning. They shared everything about themselves and brought each other little presents in secret. It is said that her husband found out about the affair and, in a fit of jealousy and rage, he hung the gardener from a tree in the garden near the house where she would see him when she went on her morning stroll around the gardens. Her scream could be heard from the other end of the manor and she was taken ill from shock and, secretly, a broken heart. The branch still hangs low to this day. The husband pretended to know nothing and postulated that he must have been having domestic problems. Well, he was. His love was married to an arse. She was so depressed and horrified by what she had found that she was catatonic and mourned for weeks. She couldn't take the pain and loss, and knowing that her husband had done it and gotten away with it, she threw herself off the top of the building in front of the back doors where everyone would see. Her husband claimed she was depressed because she could not have children, and that the death of her beloved friend, the gardener, pushed her over the edge pun intended. My niece tells me, who now attends the school, that recently a very old broken cot was found in the attic, perhaps stored up there since they had no use for it. It was said that if you were at school very early in the morning, you could hear her cry as though she had just found him. And sometimes she can be seen standing on top of the building, at the place where she jumped. We all thought we saw her at some point, kind of like when you think you see something out of the corner of your eye, but when you look it isn't there or it is something completely different to what you thought. Devizes as a whole is very haunted. There are lots of stories and we have ghost walks that draw in tourists. Kimberly, check you out flexing that you've got your own personal ghost named Terence. I'm joking, obviously, because Terence sounds like he can be a bit of a pain in the arse, to be honest, and your poor housemate being like, oh, Kimberly's in bed better be quiet, close the door so I don't wake her up, blah, 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 blah. And then to see you coming through the door five minutes later, I 
would be moving out. I'd be moving out. And if you were like, oh, that's just Terence. He likes to play tricks on people. I'd be like, okay, so I'm packing my bags then. It's been nice knowing you. Nice living with you. Have you ever wondered like who Terence is? If it's a relative or has it followed you your whole life? Like I'm really curious about Terence. And I will say that I fell into a bit of a rabbit hole googling Maria Heathcote. And the portrait, right, was brought by the school to the Antiques Roadshow. If you are not from the UK, I'm sure they have a version of the Antiques Roadshow in other countries. They must do. Um, The Antiques Roadshow is basically a TV show where you bring your odds and ends, bits and pieces that you think might be antique or valuable, and then experts value them. And it's just such great TV. From what I can gather about Maria Heathcote, she passed away when she was 85. So she lived a pretty long life. And I love that these stories, these urban legends, I don't know if you'd call them urban legends, these folklores about family exist and they're passed down from generation to generation. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't jump from the building and die. I imagine there is some kernel of truth to the story, whatever that truth is. But it's really fascinating. And it's exactly the type of story where when you're in school, you'd be like, out of the corner of my eye, I saw her on the roof or I heard her crying when I was early in school one day. Or there would always be a story of like somebody in sixth form heard that person crying, heard Maria crying early in the morning when they arrived before school. You know, just love it. I love those kinds of stories. Thank you so much to Lee and Kimberly for sending in your stories. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.